Like whenever you were telling me your story, like a lot of the times we just see it as kids. It's like dad took a day off, but dad didn't get paid that day. Yeah, no. mom didn't get paid that day. Yeah, well, we don't think about those things, but we know as an adults now that that things do happen. Yeah. So when did the idea of focusing on that part of 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 their journey uh, to getting better for the kids started? Welcome, welcome you and all to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about Latino everything. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for subscribing. We're at a thousand subscribers. Thanks to you. And we are, I'm, I'm lost for words because honestly, it took a long time to get to a thousand subscribers. And the fact that it's growing is amazing because we can carry the message on of the beautiful work that we got here, especially on the beautiful things that these two individuals that I have today are doing today we have two amazing individuals one with a bachelor's degree from the university of texas and the other graduated from texas a&m university with a degree in business management founders of salute inc an incorporated nonprofit organization founded in 2019 under the texas nonprofit corporation law feature they've been featured on wfaa DD in the morning, they've been mentioning Kid Craddock and many morning shows and publications. We have Joshua Castillo and Kenny Freeland in the house. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having us. I, I hope you enjoyed the introduction and I hope I got everything correctly. I was the yeah. best. Thank you. I want to wake up like that every day. I'll make, yeah. <laughs> I'll make the best intros. I work yeah. on it very much. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to be in here. I know you have to stay busy. I know you, you are definitely working on the foundation. And uh, again, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Now we're going to go ahead and start with a segment that I like to call Preguntas al Chile. If you have not subscribed to the channel, check Preguntas out the graphics that Carlos Chile. put together. I don't know what you're waiting for. Are y'all ready? Yes. This yeah. is a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Which one do you prefer? Mostly it's Latino dishes, but it's so good. Tacos or tortas? We're going to go with Joshua first. Tacos always. Yeah, tacos. Tacos. These people pronounce it better. <laughs> What's going on with that? Corn tortilla or flour tortilla? That depends on what you're eating. Because I yeah. well, like fajitas, yep. flour, but like street tacos, corn. Smart man. What about yourself? I'm always corn. You always yeah. corn? Smart man too. It's <laughs> pretty good. Gorditas or sopes? Sopes. You know, Lopez, you like, see, are you Mexican, bro? (laughs) (laughs) I think you're Mexican. It's okay, though. (laughs) We're open to everybody just because it's the global land. We're going to exclude anybody else. Mexican coca or jarrito? Again, it depends on the situation. Yes. Jarrito, though, always. The coke. The coke? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a Mexican coca, a coke? Yeah. Did you notice the difference between an American coke and a Mexican coke? Is there any difference to you? Well, I know the the Mexican Coke is using like real sugar. Ah, but can yeah. you taste it though? Can you taste the difference? You can if be I, honest. I, never, I don't know if I've ever had them side by side though. Really? Yeah. We need to do a test. Yes, yeah, we do. Taste it. One or the other. A blind taste it is, right? Blind. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Very good. Uh-huh. Okay. Agua de horchata, Jamaica or tamarindo, Joshua? Horchata always. Always. I don't know if I've had either of those. Kenny. 
Yeah. No? Either one? I don't no think so. aguas frescas? No, I don't think so. You've had horchata with us before. It's like uh, white, creamy, yeah. water. Okay, yeah. Had, water. General order that, yeah. Yeah, I think I've had horchata. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, we're going to go with the you. Yeah. You like that one. <laughs> Another test. Salsa verde, salsa roja. Do you like spicy food? Verdes, probably. Yes? Yeah. Roja. Roja? Yeah. Ooh, red all day. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Menudo or pozole? Menudo always. Yes. No matter yeah. the season. Yeah. What about also yeah. menudo? Oh, nice. Churros or flan? Churros. Dessert? Yeah, churros. Churros too. Valentina Tapatio, Cholula or Tabasco hot sauce? Tabasco hot sauce. Yes. Yeah, Cholula. Cholula? Mm -hmm. Cholula men over here. <laughs> the pastries, the conchitas, they call them. There's the little brown ones, the white ones, or the pink ones. Have you ever had them? Did, which yes. one do you prefer? Conchas. Uh, probably the white. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've had different variations. They look like almost like tur turtles shells, and they're white ones and pink ones, and they're like round looking. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the white ones, the only ones I've had yeah. then. The vanilla. They're like vanilla flavor. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be vanilla flavor, chocolate, and the pink is mystery. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what the flavor is, but it's one of them. Okay, this one's way off the wall. Nothing to do with food. A conspiracy theory that you heard one time, and when they told it to you, it's like, man, that has to be true. Any of them? La I can't say the word. Uh, Chupacabra? Yes. Well, do you think it's real? Oh, gosh. As a child, definitely. Today, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. My theory on the Chupacabra, and I keep saying it over and over, is that <laughs> so this one guy that does TikToks about animals mm -hmm. uh, say that it was like a like a rabbit dog or whatever. But it doesn't explain that animals, their blood was getting, like, mm -hmm. they had, like, three, like, dots or three area where the blood was, like, drained out. Mm -hmm. That doesn't explain the dog. I don't no. think a dog would do that. No. So my theory on that is there was an alien, like an alien's pet that got away mm -hmm. and started making, like creating havoc on all the animals. And eventually he caught them and took them back home. And that's the reason why we don't hear about it no more. No. That's just my theory. I'm going to go with that wrong. one. You know what I mean? What about yourself, Kenny? Yeah, talking about that, I think the one would be Bigfoot. Bigfoot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? I've seen some very, uh, very convincing footage about... It's like different things like that. Like it's like they're still blurry. Why is it always blurry? That's the thing that I don't understand. But mm -hmm. some of them seem to be that. like, what is that? Like that does look kind of like what's going on. Not to mention all the woods and things that we never we haven't explored. That people oh, are really sure. going to roam around. Yep. Who knows what could be out there? Doesn't yeah. that amaze you though when you see like footage and it's like we live in 2023 and it's still blurry? Yep. You would think it'd be more crystal clear. Like surveillance now. camera yeah, footage. Yeah, like, did you see this? You're like, yeah. how? They're like two feet away and it's still blurry? Yeah. Doesn't make sense. That doesn't. That's another conspiracy in itself yes. too. All right. So when you hear the word Latino, what first comes to mind? Latino, Latina, Latinx. What first comes to mind? Proud. Yeah. Kenny is not yeah. Latino. Yeah. However, uh, it doesn't necessarily exclude from you hearing the word and whatever comes to mind to you yeah i think it's appreciative appreciative yeah i think having like diversity wherever you are like it brings like new experiences it also brings new ways of thinking new ways of understanding i appreciate that very much that's a great answer thank you that very was a much good answer yeah it was amazing <laughs> and of course do you mind if they call you latino do you care if they call it latino joshua 
as like a like a, a good or like if anybody did, was to call you that you're Latino or Latino whatever, do you mind if you're gay? I think I, I think as a child, I don't think I really understood that, but as an mm. adult, I'm like, oh, you should put that in my description. Really? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and of course we're gonna I'm gonna ask you that, <laughs> but if you would, if you were to be at call Latino at one time, you know, Canelo. Canelo's uh, yes, very go, much right, like your yeah. complexion, bro. Yes. <laughs> you could be from Jalisco or Chihuahua and you'll pass as Latino, but we're going to skip on that question for you. Yeah. And uh, all right, so let's get to the your your organization. So Salud mm-hmm. Inc. is what it's called, correct? Salud. And correct. It's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's a play on, on one of y'all heard Uber was forward on a different language mm-hmm. uh, with either German or whatever language it was. Uh-huh. And so you want to incorporate that to get it known that way. And you use Salud, which yep. is Salud is health. Salud is cheers. Salud is bless you. Mm-hmm. It means different things. That's that's how Spanish rolls. It's a multi-purpose <laughs> it's word. It's a multi-purpose. So that's how y'all wanted to roll with the word yep. to get it known. I remember that story too in college because I heard it. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, this is before everything and yes. i remember we were going over names which um one of them <laughs> or the other it was muy bien the other name it was between bien. Muy bien and salute. but we were to like change like the the phrase on it uh-huh. like not phrase but the spelling and he was like i don't like that so then i talked about how salute is again multi-purpose and he goes let's just switch the words around and it really was with almost instant we knew that salute uh-huh Salute. It's just so a muy play. Bien, muy bien was too long, right? No. Yeah. Oh, I told him, he was like, I don't like that. He's yeah. like, let's find us something else. And then luckily we had that already too. So, so y'all started rearranging the word itself, which is crazy because mm-hmm. even salute, even with what y'all do, sure. it's kind of sort of like the goal at the end of the day, right? Yeah. yeah. Even though you're helping with the nonprofit, uh-huh. making sure that you help families, you still the ultimate goal is to make sure that they get well. Absolutely. But they still help them as, as their journey progresses. I think what sticks out to us too is like you're in good health, but also cheering that. I don't know. It's like, again, Tassel's multi purpose with it. Yeah, so I really like absolutely. that idea. I like that too. And blessing them too. Blessing them too. Right. Like the whole word is incorporated in everything yep. that I do. Okay. So 2019, mm-hmm. one of you is working on a airport, which was who was working on the airport? Oh, it was me. <laughs> you were working on the airport. You saw people that were. Uh, families with uh-huh. uh, you seem like pediatric. Uh, cl- uh, we the the story I oh that's going back. You want me to yeah. have him tell it or you? Yeah, going? no, no, no. I remember that story because okay. th- by this point we already were thinking the idea. Mm. So this is kind of skipping ahead a little, like more. But it was at the beginning of that that I remember seeing like a kid with like a backpack, and I remember our that concept was already in our head. But I was like, oh, it'd be kind of fun if like that was designed by somebody. So it was more of just like, like validating that idea that we were already considering. Okay, so let's go back. Before even that idea came to mind, how far back were you had y'all been thinking about doing a nonprofit? Wasn't it like 2018? Yeah, right? 2018 is when we started talking about it. So That's, almost a whole year before that mm-hmm. happened that you saw that. How did you know those those kids, that kid was for like, he was dealing with um, like cancer or whatever? Uh, I remember, gosh, I forgot about sorry, that. That was a memory I forgot. Um Base, I think he might have had a just gone through chemo. You mm-hmm. can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. That family that kind of went to the airport. That's what I remember from them. Yeah. What do you remember from that family? That conversation that you had? They were just trying to make it. Yeah. <laughs> just not doing well. Really? Yeah. That moved you some way somehow. Oh, for sure. Because no one deserves that, no matter the age, but especially pediatric. 
that's probably even where it gets harder for them. What do you prefer, pediatric instead of uh, child? Because I know you use it often more. Sure. Childhood um, cancer. I, I guess for me, for pediatric, what sticks out the most is that I feel like they're robbed of a blissful childhood. Mm. And it's like no kid should deserve. I'm not saying an adult, right? But I think I use my parallel of my childhood of just being able to experience life without even being interrupted by an illness. Right. So it's that idea of like, that's the best time to grow up and not have distractions. And some of these kids are from the age of, you know, two months all the way to 18 or experiencing that. So for me personally, I just, I don't like that idea that we're in a world where these kids are sick and they yeah. can't do anything about it. It's unfortunate. Absolutely. Now, 2019, one of you has something personal that was more tied to the actual childhood cancer. Who was that? Was that you? Yeah, was that, that was me. Well, okay. Can you yeah, tell us a story? I, uh, I was a fragile kid. That's like an easy way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I had a lot of illnesses growing up. I wasn't impacted by pediatric cancer, though. Um, but a lot of illnesses that would leave me in the hospital for like weeks at a time. Oh, wow. And when we were first talking about it, you know, as a kid, you don't understand like the financial burden side of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still see like, oh, my dad had to take off work to be there with me or my mom took off work to be there with me. Um, so looking back now, I could see like, okay, yeah, that, like that could be a big financial burden. And then when we started talking about how could we get a kid involved like with our mission. And we were talking about kind of the concept, which I think we'll probably go through in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, if that experience was open for me, I would have loved that. Like I was such an entrepreneurial kid. Like I was the kid selling candy at camp and, you know, doing all those little things. So (laughs) um, when when we were thinking about like the mission and like what we wanted to do, how we wanted to impact that community. Right. I could pull in and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember being a kid, like sitting in a hospital Mm -hmm. and you're pretty limited to entertainment. Yeah. Um, but something where you have more purpose behind your time there would be really cool. Yeah. So Ronald McDonough House uh, helps with childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. They don't have a TV or anything in, while they have their stay, the home. And mm-hmm. that's just so they can spend more time with their family. Sure. Imagine having something like what y'all do as a project to work on yeah. as they working on developing. So mm-hmm. let's start with the concept. In the airport, at the same time, you remember celebrities were kind of sort of aligning with brands, right? Yes. We, so, I'll go for it. Go ahead, go ahead. No, we, we mutually had that kind of same reaction because that was a really big trend. It still is till this day, right? Influencer celebrities. But back then, I think it was really prominent of like, oh, there's this celebrity collection with this ambassador that they partnered with. Right. And it would sell out. So we were like discussing like fundraising ideas or how to kind of separate us. That's kind of how that evolved into that. Okay, and your main focus is, of course, there's the Ronald McDonald's, there's Jude, there's all the other ones, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of them focus on the actual treatment. Yes. But y'all's focus is more on the everyday expense, yep. such as, you know, gas, food, life. and different things like that. Life in general, mm-hmm. bills that maybe Ronald McDonald's or the other chair, not to talk bad on y'all, I'm just saying <laughs> in general, y'all cover, which is very expensive, yep. the medication part, yep. but everyday stuff, everyday life, a mm-hmm. lot of the time some other organizations don't focus on that. No. They focus on healing the kids, but it doesn't stop the bills from coming. Like whenever you were telling me your story, like a lot of the times we just see it as kids. It's like dad took a day off, but dad didn't get paid that day. Yeah, no. Mom didn't get paid that day. Yeah, Well, we don't think about those things, but we know as an adult now that that things do happen. Yeah. So when did the idea of focusing on that part of, of, of their journey uh, to get him better for the kids started? I think understanding the why 
behind what we were doing was kind of what came up in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so the why of it was like during any type of treatment, you know, there's going to be some type of loss of income. Right. And there's going to make an increase of cost. And understanding that as an adult, like when we were 25, when we started it and thinking like, oh, if this happened to me now, I'd be impacted. Um, yeah. And so understanding the why, we're like, okay, like no one deserves to be impacted by cancer. It's really out of the control of, you know, the family. And, but one of the ways that we were talking about, oh, how can we raise money? Because right. we, like, we want to help these people. We want to financially assist them. But we're also 25. We don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. And so how can we raise money? Yeah. And that's where I think kind of our entrepreneurial passions aligned a lot. Mm-hmm. And thinking about that, we're like, okay, we can run this like a business. Like, what could we do? Okay, you could sell something, yeah. right? So our really, like, our first, like, attack at this was like, okay, let's, like, treat this like a business. We're going to find brands that will be willing to do a collaboration. And what's going to make the collaboration even better is we'll find kids who are entrepreneurial, who are impacted by pediatric cancer, who want that opportunity to express their creativity or want to, like, be the, the creative director behind something. Yeah. And giving that, um, them that opportunity to work with the brand, just like a celebrity would or an influencer would nowadays, um, it doesn't only give them an amazing experience. What they're doing is they're raising money for this whole community. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to then go help multiple families by that one collaboration. Nice. And then the very first one that y'all did was the bouquet. Mm-hmm. Y'all aligned with a flower shop. Mm-hmm. Um, was the place here? Dallas in Farmer's Dallas, Market. Dallas yeah. Farmer's Market. Y'all aligned with the company. How did y'all find your first company? How did that go? I just remember we were just Google searching and just, I, I don't remember like the exact detail. I remember we just stumbled on somebody at the farmer's market and kind of bounced it. Cause it, I, I think I remember this now. It's like, there are so many independent businesses there. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't really call up anybody because we're so small. So we needed someone basically to take a chance on us. Yeah. And I think we went like one by one at the Dallas farmer's market, whoever like would take us in. And we stumbled on that flower shop that was like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. Let's try it. What drove ya? I'm pretty sure rejection doesn't feel good for anybody. Uh-huh. Uh, even though y'all have the right idea, sure. your heart is in the right place. Sure. But you went into a few places and they just mm-hmm. kept saying, you know, what kept pushing y'all to keep going and finally find that flower shop? For me, I think it's, it's I don't know. I just always felt like, okay, one, if someone says no, someone else might say yes. It's like being determined. So, yes, that was not fun to hear rejection but it just heightened the experience every single time it, we would perfect our pitch essentially yeah and i think it's just keep going so if you was to pitch it to me at that time for you were doing what would you say if i were to pitch you right yes. now and we just started yes oh man okay improvise um i've one i remember is just talking about like the why first uh-huh. of like what we're doing so i think we, we would just dis- i would discuss to them or we would discuss together of like okay this is the idea that we have and then lean into like the financial demand of it and then ending it with like the idea of like, okay, well, do you have anything on your like your line of products that someone can collaborate with? And from that, would you be willing to give a percent of the proceeds? And then somehow just morph that conversation altogether and then really just kind of tug at their heart. Cause kind of like what Kenny said is like, you forget, right? As a, as a per, all, all of us humans forget how financially demanding treatment is in general. Yeah. So I think it's just really zeroing on that concept. And then on the other side of it, well, let's do something fun together. Let's do something innovative together. I think that's what it was too, was we saw celebrity brand partnerships thriving. So why not give that opportunity to a child that deserves to be heard and seen and also elevated in a way where they're not looked at as like, oh, they're this, they're sick. No, they're, that's, they're beyond their diagnosis. They deserve so much more. So it's just, from what I remember early days is just trying to get that why 
and then see if they would be able to give up a spot with us and yeah yeah so now that you find the flower shop uh-huh. how do you find a kid of uh that's going to be aligned with that or, or who who did anybody tell you about a particular yeah kid? we got lucky we by that point we were talking to the children's hospitals here to establish the financial fund once we started did once we started fundraising once the money starts rolling in mm-hmm. so that once we have that established i think one of the caseworkers was like to help you like kind of launch this we'll identify a family that i think would make a good fit and then from then on maybe y'all can figure out like a separate way to identify ambassadors so the hospital actually found it first the hospital found uh-huh. it first uh-huh. which hospital was it uh children's dallas children's dallas yeah one of the caseworkers but since then after that collaboration we actually built a network that we haven't leaned on that ever again because we now have families come to us <laughs> or we go to them yeah that's great just from that one experience so how was the first experience how was it what did y'all learn from the firm experience, first experience of getting together lining mm-hmm. up with which i had the idea first aligning with a company sure a uh a local company a uh-huh. local uh local store uh-huh. and then with a local kid i don't know if it's local or not but sure. just aligning and then finally launching the first product what did y'all learn from that and what helped y'all push for the next time to get it better I'm going to think on this. You want to take it first? Yeah, I think part of it was we wanted the proof of concept and we wanted that feedback on the mm-hmm. on the whole experience, right? right? So doing it, like, okay, from the business side, what was the experience like? And we knew from the, from the farmer's market, the flower shop there, Charming at the Market, they're like, this has been one of the most rewarding things we ever worked on. And then also we got them like marketing and different things like that that mm-hmm. were, you know, something they had not even thought about. Um, like coming in and writing stories about them and like spreading the word about their business. So like, okay, from the business side, like they benefited and it was it was a really great experience. And then from the the kid, they got to go in, like create something on their own. Like we had a whole launch party and then, you know, they went on WFA the next day and like shared their story. And it was a really uplifting experience for the whole family. Wow. So like, okay, like this is what we thought it would be like. You know, we thought mm-hmm. the business you know, would benefit from it, you know, and we thought it's going to be an amazing experience for a kid. Yeah. And then, you know, we raised money. We didn't raise a ton of money, you know, Mm -hmm. relatively speaking to some of our more recent collaborations, but we're like, okay, this is the proof of concept. It worked. worked. Now we can show other businesses this and be like, Hey, here's how the experience was. We even had some like footage from it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I think just having that proof of concept is like, okay, it works. Now, like, let's just go pitch it as much as we can and try to find our next collab so we can give that experience to another kid. Wow. What about you? What do you remember from that same experience? Same thing? Same thing. I just remember we, like, hustled for just any press mentions. Because when you're nothing, like, it's, it still is hard, but back then it was, like, amazing to get even get a reply. So I look, I think back on that as you're talking about it. It's like, I just remember getting, like, a, the WFAA email like oh yeah we coming tomorrow it's like oh wait they're interested we have to say and wow. so that memory kind of serves me well because it was like the start of something and also too at the same time i'm looking like as our last collaboration this last december mm-hmm. went from a flower to a whole product collection of like bags and accessories so oh, it just wow. reminds me of like how far we've come as like we were talking about this that's amazing yeah okay so at that time mm-hmm. from that is there a particular time i don't know if you have run campaigns or if the uh, product la- lasts for like a month, two months, three months. Sure. So in the beginning, was it just for that particular day, a month or so? How long did it run for? I think we've always kind of stuck to the traditional campaign rollout of like 
really heightened in the first few weeks and kind of see it if it's if it's in demand and keep it if not shut it off so i think it's about usually a month it's really never for a day okay yeah so it's usually about a day's worth of first of all you have to promote it you have to introduce it introduce it for a while sure and then after you get it rolling here for about a month just mm-hmm. how long the collaboration lasts yeah pretty much and if okay. it's in a man we keep it for longer so we've had some that have come back because they're in demand so it just depends oh wow yeah that's amazing and then it's up to y'all again i'm pretty sure everything's public but as far as that particular time with that uh flower shop how what was the percentage was uh was as far as what the it was going to the family and what they were going to keep because mostly they were doing all the work and all the material and that's right yeah yeah so 100 percent of the yeah. profits from the sale came back to salute for that uh, one yeah so the um the flower shop covered their costs of of the materials, flowers, vases, and the actual profits came back to us. And then how our model works is through our collaborations, then we use those profits to give to multiple families. Mm. Um, So the kid who's typically doing the the collaboration, who's our salute ambassador, Mm -hmm. they're really just the face of it, and they're trying to raise money for their community, their cancer community. Um, So no money went directly back to that family, Mm -hmm. but it jump-started us being able to go help multiple families that were in need in DFW. What's interesting is too is most actually all families have declined the money if we were to give it to them because they're just happy for their kid to be even be there. You know what's crazy because a lot of the times, um, especially when you're sick and you're recovering mm-hmm. well, you want to create a great environment, you want to be happy, you want to stress free. Sure. But then we are we're talking about it makes me think of people that retire. They have no purpose in life anymore, and shortly after, you know, there's really nothing. Mm-hmm. Imagine a kid that's going through an illness, mm-hmm. and they they give them a purpose to live and to keep going, keep going to create something, to be a creator at that time, to be part of something. You know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if there's any science that or any research is done, but I'm pretty sure during that time, they're 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 wanting to live. It's it's a whole lot higher for them because they have a purpose for, to fulfill and then it's crazy that sometimes they don't even want the money the family doesn't want the money no. for the same reason that they know that it's even bigger than they are because exactly. they will be able to help other people that they can relate to that they've gone through the same thing sure so it's crazy I know alright so how after that one where's the next one where's the next campaign comes where's the next uh, collaboration comes came right after so we did that September our next one we were already working on that by then with the t-shirt so December, I think we had the rollout. Is that the T-shirt that uh, Kid Craddock uh, was in the J? No, was it JC? JC yeah, JC got the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that one? Well, I love JC. <laughs> uh, so that was with an ambassador named Liam. He might have been near the end of treatment, I think. Uh, but he had this like booklet. So when we can't remember how we got introduced to him, but I know we did, and we knew we wanted to do something special with him, and so. His parents had showed us a book of colorings that he would do while he was in the hospital, like hand-drawn designs. And I think it might have been just like a, a idea from Kenny, like, why don't we digitize that, put it oh, on a T-shirt, to that way kind of, it's it's from him ex- ex- exclusive. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, it's just, he drew that, right? So it's just wanted, exclu- exclusive yeah, designs from yeah, the things like that he that's, created. Yeah, that's him that did that. Mm-hmm. No one else did it. And so it was like a really simplistic idea, and then it was a very successful campaign for us, and Liam was super happy at the end of it. Awesome. Was there a particular person that you used that time, a company, or was it no, something we that did you did? That, at that point, we did it independently mm-hmm. because I think maybe most of the ones we were working on were not premiered until next year. 
because a lot of times there's lead weight, like times when people take a long time to actually produce whatever we're working on. And so that one was like, we just knew we needed to work with him now. And I think that's kind of where we were like, you know, we can do it independently. So we worked with the third party vendor that produced it. Okay. Yeah. So was the the vendor in line, did he help you out at all whatsoever with that time? Or it was just, it was just, was us. It in, it was just uh, y'all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I took care of the charge based on everything. The, yeah. Everything. Nice. How did the JC idea come to mind? Who was the one that slid into his DM? Might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a screenshot on my phone over somewhere. But I think I just wrote to him of like, I don't know, I just said something like, I would love to be able to give this to you somehow if there is a possible way. Because, I mean, he's such a voice in the Dallas Metroplex. And then what I remember is that he messaged me back and was like, oh, fine, put it, I'll meet you or there is something. And then we oh, left. I know the story. Yeah, he's, we have that clip. And then yeah. there was something that got lost. I don't even remember. So he said, put it under this bench. Yeah. Like, we won't be into the studio. Dude, like, yeah, so I knew I just needed to give it to him soon because the goal was for him to promote it. So mind you, we weren't anticipating him to be speaking about it on air. On air. No. It was just like, will you, will you just have this shirt if you if Maybe you're okay? post it on social media. Yeah, like, will you, because, you know, we're still a young freshman nonprofit. So it, the yeah. story being on air, I remember going to work and hearing that on the radio, and I was like, oh, what the heck? So I remember calling him, and I'm like, I, we did not pay for that. <laughs> that was a free story that he gave us. So it was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So the story goes, you somebody DM'd yes. the shirt, told him what you got he going on. He told us where to take it. Yes, he'll take it. Yeah. You were going to FedEx it, but you wanted to get it to him as soon as possible. Exactly. Yeah, I happened to put it under a, a bench. Uh-huh. And so happened to be there that day they cleared the trash yeah, cans. But did. luckily, the shirt was still there. It was and hidden. He, he uh, talked about it on air. Mm -hmm. There's a clip on yes YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And then he uh, gave you a, gave a you shout a, out. A shout out. He was gave like one of the first out. validations we had. Yeah. And then I don't know if he put it on social media or not or, or the link to where to get it or, or something like that. I don't know if, I can't if he shared or something like that. Sure. But even the pitch itself for the audience that they have is just crazy. Thing. I know. And it, of course, he talked about how, yeah, a nonprofit, how, yeah, mm -hmm. doing what you're doing. And mm -hmm. it's amazing. And then later on, uh, I don't know if it was in the same time, time but Didi in the morning, y'all got a chance to even go there and be interviewed by her. Joshua Castillo! What up, guys? What's going on? Hello, Let me wait, this business must be good because I have never seen such positive me energy. Either. You guys are smiling. Yeah. You're happy. You, you must happy. be really rich yeah. right now. I know. <laughs> are you guys rich? What's going on? Uh, tell us about your organization. Yes, yeah, so Salute basically partners pediatric cancer patients with companies. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. How did that come to be and what campaign was that? Or what collaboration was that? Was that still Liam's? That was with Charming at the Market. Mm. Was it Charming at the Market? Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay. So how did that opportunity come to be? The same thing, just reaching out, being shooting our, DMs? Being our own publicist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then it worked somehow. Who, who reached out to you uh, no, as far as for that? We, we reached out to producers. Mm. So whoever like the network is and then it got transfer to some i think they're a showrunner and then that's when we're contacted to go in the studio kind yeah. of i remember it moved very fast yeah it was mm -hmm. fast yeah it was a fast process it was like oh being tomorrow okay <laughs> just like that yeah. yeah and the interviews was quick but y'all were really sure. good y'all were y'all talked very well about what y'all were doing <laughs> the idea uh i think people were talking in that moment they didn't get the concept of it but y'all explained mm -hmm. it very well how to simplify it like look mm -hmm. and then i'm still kind of sort of grasping the idea so the ambassador are the kids which is equivalent to y'all celebrities that lines up with the brands yes. and that's the phase that y'all want to portray yes. on that campaign to see people 
that they're the ones, they're the artists, they're the they're the visionaries, they're the ones that creators for whatever product and company y'all align with, mm-hmm. and then y'all put the product out for people, y'all promote it, and then people go in there, and sometimes it's a hundred percent, and sometimes it's a percentage of whatever that product is mm-hmm. that it goes to families. It does, sometimes it doesn't go to the ambassadors. Sometimes it goes to the families, mm-hmm. and or you know, depending on if they want to take some of the money. But a lot of the times, y'all find out that the families don't even want to take that. Is that yeah. kind of sort of what I, I'm getting? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah, pretty mo- cool. Yeah, all families have never taken it. It's all, I think now it's pitched as like, this is the ambassador opportunity. And no one ever has really reached out and be like, oh, do we get a percent? Because they're just happy their kid's even part of this. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think that the fact that you give them a purpose mm-hmm. to keep fighting, to take away their mind of whatever's going on and focus on being a creator mm-hmm. and giving them a purpose to benefit other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy amazing to Thanks. me. It's like super neat that y'all were able to do it. I was trying to, when I was watching all the videos, I kind of sort of got it. Mm-hmm. But until I, you know, until Carlos told me about you and I was able to actually finally start looking into it and mm-hmm. listen to y'all, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. All right. Hello, we're jumping in just to let you know to make sure you subscribe and Hit the notification if you are enjoying the podcast. Thank you very much. And now back to the episode. So, when is the what is the most successful campaign that you had so far? The the collaboration that you had. I keep calling it campaign. I don't know why. But <laughs> it is a yeah, it is a campaign. It is a campaign. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? I'll go. Yeah, you can talk about it, yeah. Um, most successful is our last one, Giving Tuesday, Sony Clover Lane. It's an accessories brand out of New York, so they gave us the opportunity to do a whole collection, which typically we get maybe like one product, two mm-hmm. products. One product is always enough, but to be able to say, okay, can you just tell us what they want to create? So it went from like a duffel bag to a tote to a fanny to this whole collection to creating her own color down to the zipper. I mean, it was so customized. That's why I mentioned earlier about the whole charming, like yeah. from a flower, <laughs> which is yeah. still great yeah. to actually have like a product that people are wearing right now that have it was the ultimate success. But then on top of that, they were so generous. Like it was hundred percent proceeds. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Wow. And then from that, we, I remember when it launched, I mean, they gave us like the commercial look that we were, we're striving for, right? Because if you look at campaigns, they have this very specific look. Mm-hmm. And for a while, it was very homegrown campaigns, which were still great. But this was like the first time a company's really elevated us in a way of like, okay, that's where we're always meant to be. And to celebrate it all, we got donated a billboard in Times Square at the end of it. Are you serious? Uh huh. And the wow. ambassador got to see it. And we didn't get to see it because we actually were in New York the week before to see this because they have a storefront. So we checked mm-hmm. out the storefront, which was also very fun too to see like, a di- like to see a display absolutely with your logo and like your signage and your mission is like a dream. But to have that um, billboard and one the ambassador gets to see that. I mean, what fourteen year old wouldn't love that? Especially for someone that's already been through so much. I mean, she, her family was so appreciative of what she's gotten to do. But that was like the icing on the cake. Yeah. But I also have other campaigns that I love too. They have all have served something special for us. But that's the one that sticks out because, you know, when you're building something, you have like a, a vision, a long-term vision at least. Yeah. So for us to kind of succeed and get that, I mean, what? who knows what's next? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's next, but Absolutely. that was definitely an impactful moment for me. How did that campaign, uh, how did that collaboration come to be and who was the ambassador for that one uh her name was ava she yeah and that came for about it was going on three years so about a year and a half of relentlessly pushing through cold emails and at first we were not responded to Mm -hmm. because they're very sought after so we knew 
I don't know what it was. I think for he and I, something we mutually knew that there was an opportunity there, but it was like, okay, we have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And so for so long, we were like passed on by them. And then rightfully so, because they're over here collaborating with very large, big companies, right? But for whatever reason, every time we revived, revised our pitch, it was like we were inching closer and closer. So like one day, maybe like at 8 p.m., three, two, three years ago, the founder was like, I'm connecting with my head of partnerships. And that was like the first time she responded. Why Why that company specifically? What did you see about that particular company that y'all like, that, that y'all thought it was would be a good alignment sure. with y'all? For me personally, because I've known about them for a while, I think one, they're close in age. So I think it's just having that connection of being someone versus you know, twice our age that might not get it because they're, mm-hmm. they're very philanthropic already, their brand, which I appreciated. But their story of where, like, like us too, they started, they're a bracelet company, mm-hmm. like at the beginning of it, 10 years ago in college, there were two college sisters that started a bracelet company and it morphed over the years into a full-fledged accessories brand and they're at the top of their game. So it's like that alignment of like, I get them to where I want, I want to work, I just want to be in the same room as them to be in that, like, you know, that design, those design meetings and whatever it is. And yeah. so it's that attraction right there. And then on top of it, I remember we had talked about like, cause when families are moving into hospital rooms, they're thrust in there, right? So they have to grab a bag. Yeah. So I told Kenny, I was like, it'd be so amazing to have like a, a customized bag that's designed for families that are going through pediatric cancer. And I was like, yeah. I feel like Stony Clover is gonna be that brand that's gonna give that to us and also families too. And so for whatever reason, relentless pushing, not pushing, but cold emailing, for whatever reason, a year and a half later, she bit and then head of partnerships talks to us. And next thing you know, for two years, we were in development. We just launched last year. How many emails do you think you sent to her? Do you like on my phone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, probably a lot. A lot. And it, and the thing is too, I when when we pitch, or at least because I, I do some of the pitches too, it's like you also don't want to be so pushy where it's you know a turn off. So it's also just sharing why you're there but also highlighting, like, I know if this is not, it's okay. Like, you don't have to feel like you need to respond. But I would say if I were to calculate over the course of a year and a half, we would try to pitch, I would say about eight. Was it within the same email or brand new email every time? Every new thread. New new thread because things go to spam. Yeah. Yeah. So just start fresh. Uh, Every single time. And I would change up, we would change up the verbiage, we would change up the subject, we would change, like, the approach. I mean, this is where we had pitch decks, too. That's another thing why I think I appreciate that campaign so what much. What is it called again? Uh, like our pitch decks. Uh-huh. Just having a, oh, de- deck. Like a deck. Because by yeah. that point, we weren't so knee-deep in other collabs. We were still very young because it was three years developing. So the idea that we somehow, it just, it's, it, to me, it's still amazing. I could talk about it all day. Yeah. What about yourself? What was that ex- experience like with that collaboration? What was your, on your part, what were you thinking about whenever I just kept reaching out and when it finally happened? Yeah, I think when it finally happened, it was like a validation of like, oh, I knew we would get here one day. Because mm-hmm. this brand was working with like Coca-Cola, Juicy, like really, really large brands for their collaborations. Disney. Disney. Disney's a big partner of ours. And wow. I can remember the day that we went to New York to see it, the display. And, you know, they've done displays for giant brands. And I think we would actually be the smallest brand they've ever worked with, to be honest. <laughs> wow. but I remember seeing that and being... I was like, this is so amazing. It's so just like captivating. I was like, I always knew we'd be here. Like I knew like this day would come. Um, so it was more, it was more of that, like, you know, like we've always dreamed really big, but we started really small. Yeah. And that dreaming big and like doing that, having the billboard, 
you know, having an ambassador who's doing a full on product line that she yeah. picked her own color. It was like, it was called Ava blue. They'd never done that color before. It was one of those things like, yeah, I knew we'd get here. And it was also really exciting. So I was like, this is another step of validation of like, it's another proof of concept. Like, you know, yeah. now when we were reaching out to some brands, they can go on our website and be like, oh, wow, they work with Stony Clover Lane. Stony Clover Lane is crushing it. They're doing big collaborations. Um, so I don't think they'll ever understand the importance that had to our mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, we're so eternally grateful that they gave us an opportunity. Because mm-hmm. we talk about it now, right? Even when we reached out, like, we had a very small following on Instagram. Yep. Like, we only had a few collaborations under our belt. But they really believed in, like, that experience we were trying to give a kid and yeah. could see how it ties back into financial assistance. So, yeah, it was one of those things where it was just, it's the, it's the biggest one we've done, but it gets you excited for the future. Yeah, I like the, because if, if you want to see what it was like, yeah, I can go to the YouTube uh, mm-hmm. channel and we'll be able to see what happened. So I like the way that they laid it out. Like, mm-hmm. they sent the whole bags, examples of things samples, that they yeah. can pick, the samples, which mm-hmm. one she was going to pick. Mm-hmm. And then you got to really involve the ambassador, Ava. They got her all involved in picking all those items. And then finally getting the, the, the lady, one of the founders, I'm guessing, one of the owners talking mm-hmm. about how they were going to do what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now the, the launch of, of the product. And it was like the whole collection. Yeah. With her particular color, not even... Yeah, a blue, no. her particular color. Mm-hmm. Like they went all out. They're very the generous. Experience. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. I I, <laughs> I saw it, but I didn't realize. Like, I knew they were a big deal uh-huh. because of the way everything was getting put out. But at sure. the same time, it's like to give a kid that type of 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 experience. Mm-hmm. That especially as you mentioned, going through all kinds of difficulties sure. to be able to see that. And then now have a product line that other people are getting to to have and, and carry around. Yep. It's, it's just crazy to me. I know I keep saying crazy. It's not no, crazy. No, no. Yeah. It's amazing. It's super yeah. amazing that y'all were able to do that. Oh, it's an accomplishment for sure. So y'all, uh, I don't know if I want to spoil it if it's too, uh, if y'all don't want to talk about it. But you have a new partnership maybe coming along here very soon with somebody here locally? Or that's uh, too early to talk about? I'll ask my co-founder. No, I don't think it's too early to talk about. <laughs> we'll build the hype about it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have a brand new uh, collaboration that you're going to be working here in the near future. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about that? The Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars. Yes. Yes. So how did that come to be pitching, co-pitching to? Yes. And then you have somebody that actually read the email. Yeah. And then now what happened? That, for us, again, like kind of we talked about, like we knew we'd get somewhere sports has always been the very obvious choice but with like licensing included yeah. it gets very complicated it's not that yeah. we've ever talked ourselves out of it it's more of like let's get a little more advanced and then go back and after coming off last year it was like we might be ready but who would be willing to take us on so brainstorming between the two of us and kenny's from dallas so he i think had mentioned like oh, you know, the dallas stars would be pretty good yeah and then researching seeing how philanthropic they are was like okay and I guess when you're when you're researching, right, you look at what they've done previously. So it's really a good sign when a brand or an organization like theirs is so diverse in where they give back. Because mm-hmm. some brands are very strictly on education, you know, mental health. But for them, it was like staggered. It was like just so many options. And so they have a foundation nice. too. So it felt like 
like we didn't think we would get it, but we thought, oh, that'd be kind of nice one day, right? So a uh, fun fact about that actual pitch was we went into the meeting actually requesting some tickets oh, wow. for, our, for our families. For your families. Yeah. Nice. And um, during the pitch, it was like, oh, like we want these tickets. And of course, they were so generous about it. And then somehow in that conversation, I remember like a trigger went off and I was like, oh, she's like trying to pitch something to me right now. I need to be in pitch mode, like like sit up straight and yeah. be like, okay, you're not talking about tickets anymore because she starts talking about like fundraising with us. And it really click until when she goes, well, we, you know, Ambassador can do a t-shirt. And I'm like, oh, oh, whoa, this is not what we were expecting. And so we went into like basically beast mode of like, okay, now we got to sit up straight and really enunciate our words and emphasize on our importance of our program. Right. So where towards the end of the conversation, it was like, with the with the ED from the foundation was like no we we like what this is we can actually make a lot of noise together with our programs and we can make this such a beautiful experience and I remember thinking I was like oh, that she's already a very hard to reach mm-hmm. right and I remember telling myself in that conversation with him I was like I feel like we need to have like some sort of guarantee from it because I know how hard this person is to reach so I remember at the t- end of it after you know talking for so long she goes. I'm going to go to my marketing team right now and I'm going to see if I can get this approved. We'll see, you know, I feel like there's a good chance this could work out. Wow. Two days later, she writes, we're all in. Wow. Yeah. So is this just barely, barely the beginnings or do you already have stuff that is laid we're, out? We're in the queue with something yes. right now. Yeah. And so we're launching uh, end of November. Yeah. End of November. Uh-huh. That's like really around the corner yeah. already. Yeah. It's freaking, congratulations. Thanks. I'm pretty sure the kids are going to be, uh, whatever y'all launching, yeah, I don't know if y'all yeah. want to say too much about it, but whatever it is, just to be able to align with the Dallas Stars locally and to be able to help families mm-hmm. and they can see y'all's vision too. Sure. You know, not only, it's crazy because maybe, I know that y'all, y'all see the big vision and mm-hmm. then y'all were in Times Square and, and the mm-hmm. storefront, but going in with the mentality of tickets and realizing that they saw the bigger vision too mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we need to wake up. This is happening exactly. It's a bigger picture. It's not to get some tickets for our, our kids. It's such a nice feeling we don't have to pitch. And they're like pitching, and you're like, oh, yeah. You have wow. to explain yourself. Wow. They're ex- you know, like they already get it. Wow. I know. That's amazing. So November, uh-huh. we'll be able to see something yes. roll out. I'm yes. pretty sure. I don't know what else, how, how much more y'all can tell us to get it ready for. But be on the lookout. More information, where can they go if people want to find out uh, as far as how to donate, how to be become an ambassador, mm-hmm. or if you want to align with y'all as far as being a collaborator for a campaign, where do they need to go? And of course, the campaign that's coming up very soon with the Dallas Stars. Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram at Salute Inc. And as we slide into many companies' DMs, you could always slide into <laughs> our DMs. Yes. And uh, <laughs> also on our website. Uh, so salute.org is our website. And there's um, areas like to reach out. There's areas to donate. Um, also just like a, like a preview of like what's going on, what's coming up. Um, all that's available on our website and our Instagram. Awesome. And just for uh, transparency's sake, there's a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations. They say this and that. And it's so bad. It's so mm-hmm. bad that do, do people do that, you know, to mm-hmm. take advantage of situations like that. How do people be able to know exactly where the funds are going whenever y'all get the funds for the families and distribute out? I know, like, for example, uh, the company online here, we work with uh, Water, uh, one of the water companies that is, um, what's the name? 
Oh, nice. Yes. Charity Water. Charity Water. I know them. Charity Water. So Charity Water does the whole website, the whole map of everything that's going on, where their funds are getting distributed and things, mm-hmm. things like that. What is it that y'all do? Is there a report that people are able to find online? Is there anything that y'all are able to put out that people can see where their funds are getting put into use? Yeah, definitely content. I know mm-hmm. that's one way to be able to like to see exactly who we're impacting. Um, and then also annual reports too, of course, at the end of the year. Okay. Yeah, and our website tracks uh, the number of families we're impacting. So there's an actual life counter. Yeah, that you, you have? can see it. Yeah, yeah. We so talk yeah, about we fun to raise and everything. Yeah, and um, like one thing to mention, you know, you brought up Charity Water, and when we were launching, that's actually a, a nonprofit I really looked up to because they have two separate funds. Um, they have one that's dedicated for operating, mm-hmm. and they have one that's dedicated for if you donate to them, it's 100 percent going out to the field. Yeah, and they have some donors who fund their operating funds. So when you're donating to Charity Water as maybe an everyday donor, or you know you're on their website, you know 100 percent that money is going towards the actual mission. So like we'd always talk about like, we want that, and this year we actually got that opportunity. So uh, there's a group here in Dallas, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll call them out. The name's Reef Holdings, who I really came through for us. And there's like, hey, we're going to support your operating costs. So that when you're doing these collaborations, like you can say, hey, 100% of the money raised is going to go directly to the families. So the operation and a company's taking care of it and everything else that y'all raise, it's, everything's going to the families. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's amazing to be able to say that because like, like you're saying, you know, yeah. there are some times where you're like, I don't know where this dollar is going. Yeah. Is a percent of it going towards operating? Is a percent of it you know, going towards marketing or is it actually all going towards the mission? Mm-hmm. So because you're already being taken care of by a company that's helping you out, everything that y'all generate from the campaigns for the collaboration go directly to families and you'll be able to see the website counter where you'll be able to tell how many families are being helped. Yeah, exactly. Where you at right now as far as families? How many families have you helped so far? Over 200. Over 200. Mm-hmm. Within the span of 2019 up to now. Mm-hmm. Starting only pretty much small operations, just, yep. just two? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And an intern. And an intern. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, it yeah. still counts. She but at the end of the day, yeah. still, yeah, too. I'm pretty sure they, they do yeah. that part, too. Mm-hmm. And it's great that, yeah, I get help. Eventually, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are going to grow. Uh, Charity Water, I like their concept of the of the app feature mm-hmm. where, uh, of, uh, like, a subscription type of feature. Mm-hmm. Like, you put your subscription, just like everything else, Netflix or whatever the case might be. And that's just how they, they get their money. Oh, I bet. The yeah. subscription-based thing, it was just like, Genius. when I heard it, it was like, wow, how come nobody's doing anything like that? Yeah. So that's just another idea that I thought it was amazing the way they do business. For sure. But it's great that you looked into them as far as how they did it and, and kind of sort of, uh, not copied them, but took their their business approach. structure yeah. and their yeah. approach to be able to separate both and be able to really know that the money's getting put to good use. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. It's important to us, too, because I think it's also education, you know, opportunity to be able to ex- explain exactly what we're trying to go towards because these families, they they depend on these services and they need it. So, okay. Is there a particular story of a family that came back to y'all? I mean, I know this is not the reason why y'all do it, sure. but, but for whatever reason they wanted to tell you in, in words or show you uh, appreciation for the things that y'all been doing? There are. Because with our with our financial services, he handles it more than I do. Because I'm really ambassador focused, so mm-hmm. I would probably have you answer that. Yeah. So there's one family that comes to mind. So when we donate to families, we will probably never see most of them. Um, 
because the the social workers are who give us the applications, and mm. we we send them a check in the mail um, that same week. And there was one family who reached out with some pictures of their son, mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, like birthdays coming up, like there's gifts that we really wanted to get him. Like right now, every dollar that we have is like going towards like what we need to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. Like this gave us a little bit of extra money to get him something that he's been really wanting for his birthday. Wow. Um, and it was through treatment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was in treatment at the time. And so that's one of those things too. One thing that's really different about Salude mm-hmm. is we understand that everyone's needs are different at different periods of the, of the, of the year too. Right. So it could be money's going towards rent. It could be towards gas. It could be towards food. Could be towards childcare for kids who are at home while the mom or dad is with, you know, uh, the other child who's going through treatment. Mm -hmm. But it also could be like, hey, one of the siblings' birthday is coming up and we really want to just go to dinner to celebrate them. To be a family. Um, And that's what we're really big on. We don't dictate how the money is spent. We trust the families. And we're all in on, hey, we're going to give you this money. We trust that you're going to spend it to what your needs are. And we know that we might not be able to anticipate what your exact needs are at this time. Okay. So that's amazing to me too. I like that part. The fact that, <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure even the cases that y'all get, y'all actually get to look into and read into the cases of what's going on with the families. Yeah, I read every application that comes through. So Kenny, you read every application that comes through to be able to to see what you were able to do. Mm-hmm. And again, other organizations focus on the treatments part, but y'all is every single day life that mm-hmm. because of this hard financial burden that they have, mm-hmm. they might not even have the funds to take one of their siblings for a birthday dinner or even a cake or even pay rent that day. Yeah. But thanks to y'all that y'all focus on the everyday that y'all get to actually I feel like it's more impactful. Of course the treatment is super important and be able to get better, but the fact that y'all able to distribute those funds that are really going to impact them the, the now right now because mm-hmm. they might not have a home Mm-mm. they might yeah. not have a, they might be falling behind more on their rent yeah but y'all are able to take care of that that is amazing that is truly amazing and uh i'm definitely going to be you know looking into helping you out one way or another um we'll talk more to be able to see what i'm able to do sure for y'all and uh run something even on our podcast that we be able to help y'all yeah, out. Of course. I, I know Carlos and I had been talked about it before. Nice. But we'd be more than happy to do something for you as even running a, an ad or something on oh, every for episode sure. uh, for some time. And Let then we'll talk about it so we can put it together for you. That'd be amazing. That'd yeah. be yeah. amazing. Whether Thanks. it will be one of your ambassadors or anytime you have an ambassador to, to have something like that recorded. I'll give you a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Free advertising. Well, however y'all <laughs> wanted to, whichever, we'll find a way oh, to make sure that. that we make it work and then we'll get something to every time y'all have something going on, mm-hmm. uh, we can put it to good use on some of the episodes. Because right now, that. there's not a lot of advertising for us, but at the end of the day, we can still use our platform to be able to help out because I really like that, what y'all are doing. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Something we say a lot is, in the nonprofit world, I think it's in a lot of different businesses, like word of mouth is oxygen. Yes. yes. So like networking, you know, getting the opportunity to come share our story with with you and then also your audience and your followers who are like really passionate about what y'all are talking about is a huge opportunity for us. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. We're running short on time. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about as far as the charity and the work that you are doing? That you feel is super important. Yeah, I would say it's, we've talked about everything, but I think one thing we need 
we want to also emphasize is like every contribution counts. So if your followers, whoever's listening, just those passive donations, whether it's $10, 50, whatever it is, we, we appreciate everything that comes through, honestly. Awesome. And then they'll be able to donate at? Yes, at salute.org. Salute, that's spell it out. I'm about to say uh, S-A-L-O-O-D.org. All right. And what about yourself? Anything that we didn't touch about in the charity that you feel is super important to focus on? Yeah, kind of what I just went off. Um, if you could, you know, keep up with what we're doing. We have a lot of ambassadors who have really inspiring stories. And even if you're not in a place to donate financially, sharing what we're doing mm -hmm. is just as valuable. Mm -hmm. Like being able to share what we're doing, share these ambassador stories, um, that can make a bigger impact than people realize. Okay. So Always. if you, for whatever reason, your situation at this moment, you're financially not there, but you're on IG, well, I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, but whatever social media you're at, you're able to share on your stories or on whatever time, whatever area that you have on your social media please make sure you go share their content as well that's also helpful so Absolutely. thank you we're running short on time however we appreciate it very much once again uh tell me all your social media and the next event the next project that you have the next collaboration well, let's touch up again on what it's going to be and it's coming very soon uh our website salute.org so s-a-l-o-o-d.org and then instagram salute inc so it's salute but plus inc and then we have coming up the Dallas Stars collab later this November. Wow. Anything else from you? Yeah. We also have a, a full plan of collabs next year as well. Yes. Yeah. So stay tuned. We have a full calendar. You have a full calendar ready uh -huh. for 2024? Uh-huh. And 2025, half of it. What? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I can't wait to see it. I'm, that's why I'm following them on <laughs> social media. On all social media. What is an important lesson that you learned? Uh, actually, shout outs first. Any shout outs that you have? Shout out to Reef. Shout out to Carlos over there. And uh, shout out to also our caseworkers too. They're the ones that help filter those applications that come in. So that's that's amazing. Awesome. What about you? Yeah, I would, I would double down on the social workers at the hospitals. Mm -hmm. um, they're who connect families in need with us. Mm -hmm. um, so we couldn't do what we do to help families without them. Um, also, our ambassadors who... I bravely are the face of collaborations and will mm -hmm. go on the news and radio stations yep. um, yeah. to them. And then also like the brands, right? So the brands that give a kid that opportunity, um, but then also all of our followers who have supported along the way in one way or not. That's amazing. Okay. What is an important lesson that you learned doing this um, nonprofit that you would tell your younger self that will help somebody else out? What would that be? I saw your question. I've seen you ask that, and I've thought about this the entire you. time. You go first, because I probably will. I said, I, wasn't the, I didn't know this question was coming. Yeah, so. I saw that. Um, I would say something that I learned very early on in Salud was when you're doing something that's different, mm -hmm. be okay with being met with some like contention. Because if you're doing something that's different, not everyone's going to grasp it right away, because it's not like, oh, yeah, other nonprofits are doing this. Um, and it's not it have to do anything with nonprofits. You know, it can be applied to a lot of businesses. If you're a, if you're emerging a new concept, yeah, realize that you know not everyone will be accepting of it right away because it might be the first time they're hearing about something like this. Yeah, and you know there are some stories of when we were launching Salute, and we were talking to some foundations about what we're trying to do, and we were met with some contention because they're like, "Wait, you're gonna have kids be 
ambassadors and, you know, different things like that. Like we believed in what we were doing so much that we were able to see about, like see past it and actually like keep pushing forward. I said, that's probably the, the first lesson I learned starting Salute. Yeah. That's amazing. What about yourself? Being patient. Being patient. I'm the opposite of that. So it's kind of ironic that I'm saying that, but I think being patient, some definitely something that I would want to tell anybody that's starting something new because like for both of us, I worked a full-time job and I mm-hmm. went full-time in April. So I was there for two years before that. He's been working a full-time this entire time. And that is his end goal too one day. But being patient is probably like has saved us in so many ways because if you're rushing through, you make miscalculated choices and you're scattered. And it's just like, just take it easy. And I wish I can tell myself that too back then because I... I can remember when we first started reaching out to like celebrities and like brand brand ambassadors and brands and I would be like, oh, Nike didn't run me back today. Something else is better around the corner like Stony Clover, you yeah. know, and it's just telling yourself like, hey, it's going to be okay. And again, also kind of echoing, picking back what he said is like also believing in what you're talking about yeah. because you're the one doing it. And again, people do push back. We get pushed back till today, but we don't care. We know exactly what we're doing. We know exactly where we're headed and look where we're getting at. So we know the impact that we're making. It's worth it all every single day. That's amazing. I believe you. You You know what I mean? Because it takes a lot of persistence, again, to be told no hundreds of times. And being comfortable with that too. Yeah. Because some people are not, I understand, like I I have people in my network that are also, I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm thinking of all the lessons. Also not, don't be afraid to ask. I think, I would say I know a lot of people that are intimidated by a very simple question of like, can I do this? Can I do that? Also, they'll tell themselves, or I haven't told myself too, do I feel qualified? But it's like having that like mindset, like, no, go ahead and ask. I actually believe it's how you ask too. Even if it's even as ridiculous as it is, if it's conveyed in a way that seems like flawless and that yeah. person might be responsive, if not, so be it, I'll move on. But, but at I least th- you know. Oh, I know. At least you know. And getting comfortable with that. Because I too would be, in- we'd be intimidated even asking I can think of an example actually is like we were trying to get um, Emily Blunt, the actress, to support us um, just because we were fans of her and her husband with their work they'd done. And like, I remember telling him like, I don't think we're ready for a pitch like this, but let's figure it out. She ended up supporting us and gave us like a good private donation. But because right. it's like just being comfortable with that land just, you know, request, it, it could work sometimes and being comfortable with it. And if they say no, okay, I'll come back. In a few months. Yeah, because there you have celebrity endorsements, mm-hmm. right? How many other ones do you have? The first one that, well, locally, JC, and then we went, we elevated that following year with Amy Poehler, and then Zach Levi, um, and then Emily Blunt's been one of them. Our ultimate success story was Kristen Bell yeah. from Frozen, and those, yeah. Yeah, she posted about a necklace one of our ambassadors created, and it sold out. Oh, sold out. Wow. Within yeah. like 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. She was also another one that declined, be, not because they don't want to work with you, it's because schedules and also the world's fighting for their attention. Yeah. That was like four times told no in the fifth was like, yeah, she wants this. But <clears throat> it's crazy to me the fact that, we'll talk about it here and I'll tell you <laughs> what I mean. Okay, another question that I have for you before I let y'all go, this is more personal, sure. uh, but it's more something that I say usually that I heard these words, I'm not immortal, I am mortal and I will die one day. Mm-hmm. That's not to scare me. That's to re- make me realize that I'm not here for a long time. I'm not here forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, my time is limited and I need to do something now. Sure. With that, 
I wish you a long, prosperous life. I hope that you can continue to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And with everything that you do with that, uh, what at the end, what do you want people to think or feel about your life? You want to go again first? <laughs> like thinking about that. Uh, I hope that I got, I'm thinking about it now too. I hope cause I'm naturally like behind the scenes. I'm not very like, you know, so I always just hope if I were to be in the forefront, I would at least trigger other people to do good. Like at least that presence, something like that. I don't know. Absolutely. No, yeah. no, no. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. That's almost exactly like mine. It was, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope, what I do and, and my actions could be on a daily basis or a yearly mm -hmm. uh, inspire someone to go after something that that's important to them. And that could be with work that could be with family. Um, but I think it's good to see people like going after their dreams um, and taking down those, those mental barriers that you might yeah. have that are preventing you from getting there uh, and opportunities like this, like share stories. There could be yeah. a story that resonates with somebody and they're like, okay, you know, I, I, I feel that. And, yeah. um, you know, hearing, hearing someone else's experience with it, I hope it can inspire somebody to, to go after what they want. Yeah, it means a lot, actually. I like the, uh, sometimes I want to say that nothing's by accident because I leave that I'm not in control of certain things. Mm -hmm. And uh, it makes me want to, like, feel funny about that I'm not, like, Purpose. I don't have a not a purpose, but not necessarily me guiding my life, you know. Gotcha. But the things that y'all say are really aligned with the things that I talk about. Like y'all having y'all here, not being famous or whatever the case might be, it doesn't matter because to me, y'all are my celebrities, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all my celebrities that I'm here to tell y'all story to tell. And see, I know you're not Latino, but it doesn't matter. It's human beings that y'all came together to collaborate on something amazing. So for me, it's more of showing Latinos doing amazing things, amazing work. Or even coming together as human beings to be able to to work together and do something that is impactful for the community, mm -hmm. for the world. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why I do that. Would I like to, because I see the influence of the celebrities have a celebrity, of course. But to me, it's more important than that. Just like y'all's ambassadors are like y'all's celebrities that y'all put mm -hmm. in the forefront to be able to sell that product. Because y'all believe in that. Just like I believe in y'all on every single person that comes here, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why I feel like certain things we're aligned yeah of the things that we do because i firmly believe in what i'm doing it's like yeah firmly believe in what you're doing that is like definitely life-changing it's not only changing again i do see the impact of the celebrity because it mm -hmm. sells out but at the end of the day i feel every individual is just as important to be able to give that spotlight oh for sure i you triggered a reaction not reaction a thought it's like with these ambassadors one favorite part that i we mutually share kenny and i is like we love the idea that these kids are like them, right? So meaning they're like, some are, don't have any hair. Some are in this like different space in life, but they're out achieving things at such a high level that hopefully a kid that's in Ohio or something that's going through something similar can see that and be like, oh, I can be also that too. Like I can get through. It's just the representation part of everything, yes. which means probably the most to me a lot actually and then the other thing that you were talking about there's power in sharing with the yep. stories mm -hmm. with the kids being the way that they are sure actually talking about the real things that they had that mm -hmm. they lost their their hair mm -hmm. and they they're selling this hat now that you can sure. wear not even not only if you lose your hair but you can still wear it regardless because it looks amazing sure. and have them 
pitch it to people and, and show the reason why they should get this mm-hmm. is truly amazing as well too. And then again, I know the Yas story. I don't know any other Latino that does a charity. I I know a few, but but as far as the impact that y'all doing that I get to really see mm-hmm. and tap in is is just amazing to me. That Thanks. I feel like you your story, y'all story, be able to the why the time we share be able to touch somebody mm-hmm. at least minimum be able to donate or be able to trigger something to be able to take some actions and do something that they've been wanting to do yep. because y'all started with very little <laughs> and then y'all got to where be in Times Square and I think it's truly amazing so thank Thanks. you very much for being here with everything again as, as I mentioned that y'all done starting off with just an idea kind of sort of working it out figuring out how to do it and actually really, really, really lining up with what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and starting to see results. And, and and not only that, but I'm telling you, the impact that you're doing to the families of uh, certain things that we maybe I can't relate, right? But I know it's happening. I know that they not, might not have gas to get to their treatment, but with the work you're doing, y'all might be able to give them gas money to get to that treatment. Uh, maybe the, the dad is not able to work anymore. He ran out of days so, and he's just running in his few last days off or whatever the case might be and y'all yeah, be able to provide the money to be able to pay for the next next mm-hmm. month's rent at least temporarily but for the moment they get that and they'll be able to take care of the kid because a lot of the times they want to focus on the kid to make sure that they get well sure you know all that with everything that y'all doing i have no doubt in my mind they are definitely a global land factor so kenny and joshua you're our global land factor thank you very much for being here i appreciate y'all's time very much yeah thank, thank you. you once again the website to get y'all, to get a hold of y'all, to donate, to become an ambassador, to get more informed about everything that y'all are doing. Salute.org and then Instagram Salute Inc. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. This was another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Remember to subscribe. And remember, we are just like you. We are human. We are the spice in this melting pot that it is the world. Till next time. Thank you. Thank you very much for checking out another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you very much. It helps us a lot. You're already here, so give us a like. Give us a subscribe and give us a comment. We appreciate you very much. Thank you. Que pero but in fact is a flamingo Coming to Havana and we from Puerto Rico On a pirate ship, you don't know where do we go The bird